Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Harmony. And we are Lymphatic Care. The Naked Truth. We are going to dive into the lymphatic system, discuss how the system has let clients down due to lack of resources, education and knowledge on the challenges that affect the lymphatic system. We are looking forward to sharing our stories and our experiences. Hi, Hans. Hi, Shell. What a week. I know, it's busy. We've got all these public holidays are kind of... Totally throwing us. <laughs> it's, it's, it really is throwing us in the deep end. We're so busy trying to not work on the public holidays, which is not working at all. But I know, well, because all the other days are busy, so it just sort of doesn't give us any room to wiggle. No. So we're trying to at least have Good Friday off. I know this is probably going to be broadcast way over past Easter, but, yeah, but that's where we're at right now, talking about Easter. Are you ready for Easter? Um, kind of. Yeah. I got all the, like, the important things. Yeah. Um, it's just the little bits and pieces. I'm trying to come up with, like, a, a collection of um, arts and crafts to do with the kids oh, because nice. I don't want to have to go anywhere. We're Thanks. so spoilt with homeschooling that when, when it's school holidays, we just shut right down. We don't go anywhere. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to find some craft ideas and stuff that we can do with the kids, you know, that's Easter themed that will keep them excited over the weekend. Yeah. What I normally do and I did with my kids is just buy them a stack of clothes to see them through to the next season and then give them an Easter egg so they get high on sugar and then they're done. Yeah, that's but pretty much what we do. Because my kids are like 27 and 32 or close to. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. It's the grandkids now. The grandkids have just got so I was going to say, now clothes. you get to hype the grandkids up on sugar. Oh, yeah, and walk away. It's so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. Well, we covered a, a little bit of, um, of lymphedema from our questions from our clients. They wanted to hear a bit more about it. Let's talk about the primary and secondary diagnosis of lymphedema because not a lot of people understand that. And I don't think, um, unless you're a medical mind, you really don't really talk about it, really. Our diagnosis for primary and secondary, it's mainly if it's a primary diagnosis, it's, be excuse me, it's because we don't have a link, a medical link why you've got it. Like there's no... Um, family history or anything like that. Well, mm. you've got secondary, you've got heart condition, kidney, um, cancer, insect bite, cellulitis, all has um, a reason why you've got swelling. So it's why we call secondary diagnosis of lymphedema. So your primary is that we don't know why you've got it. There's no family history. There's nothing to link it to when secondary means that there is a link and this is where it came from. But it comes in stages, so I'm going to pass it over to Harmi and we can talk and she can talk about the stages of lymphedema. Yeah, so you start off with stage zero, which um, essentially just means that the lymphedema is beginning to develop within the deep tissues and um, it can be slow progressing. So you can be in stage zero for quite some time, but essentially you will have some noticeable swelling and um, you'll get some fluid congestion there that can cause like some sensations around feeling like tight or heavy and some tingling at like the tips of the limbs. Um, but that's sort of about it. It kind of comes and goes and you sort of only notice it predominantly when you've either been really, really busy or in the heat. And that's when people 
they notice it, but it goes away. So they'll usually be like, oh, no, it was just a once-off. And then it's um, then it turns into stage two, uh, which you can still um, have it as reversible, but um, you'll notice that there's some swelling there and it might not be present all the time. It'll come and go, but you're definitely more aware that, oh, hey, it's there. Um, and I've been, you know, this is when our clients will go, oh, yeah, I usually experience it, but it's only in summer. And they will get some pitting edema, which means that you can stick your finger in it and it will take a little while for that skin to bounce back. Um, usually we'll notice that uh, when they elevate their legs in stage one, that they'll notice some relief and they'll see that it reduces the like the amount of swelling that they have. This is where they'll, they hopefully by this time they'll they'll go to their doctor um, and their doctor is then able to either refer them on to us or to someone like us. Then you've got stage two, which is where you've got very noticeable uh, signs of swelling. And this is where it doesn't go away. You know, they wake up in the morning and they've still got it. Um, they'll notice that they're not getting as much pitting and um, they're experiencing like firming of their skin, which is actually fibrosis. And so obviously we've spoken about fibrosis before, but just a little reminder fibrosis is essentially where the, the fluid has gone from water to gel and then when it gets to extreme fibrosis it's basically turned to like orange peel and it, I, I explain it to our clients is it goes from water to gel to cement and when it's gone to cement you can't do anything about it other than break it down very very slowly so that it can be passed through the nodes um, but when you're at stage two um, and you're getting that hardening of the limb you're noticing that your swelling is getting progressively worse. And this is where you really only have the option of going into complete management. So, you know, it's really important when you are in stage two to stage three that you're focusing on your diet, your exercise, your compression, uh, and obviously getting some sort of therapy, whether it be MLD or through the pneumatic pump. And then you've got stage three of lymphedema, which is the worst stage. And that's where your um, your legs are at complete fibro fibrotic level, so the worst stage that you can. Um, and that's where that like orange peel skin, you can't move the fluid, you can't you can't even feel it when you touch those legs. They basically feel like rocks. Um, and that's when you'll see that the fluid is seeping from the from the leg itself, that's where we get a lot of the wounds. It tends to be when we get a lot of uh, infections and cellulitis happening because there's just no blood flow, there's no circulation. Um, it's literally just fluid falls into the legs, but it's got nowhere to go because everything is so hard that it, it has no option but to leave the leg through the leg. Um, so through those through the skin, and that's when we get all those wounds happening. That's pretty much it, really. Um, yeah. But once you get to that stage, we have had a couple of clients that have moved from that stage back down to stage two, though, haven't we, Shell? Yeah, we have. We've been very lucky that they either um, are quite compliant and they're quite happy to do what we've asked them to do to get them back on their feet. So it really depends on their their lifestyle too. I mean, it's not easy when you're trying to have treatment for lymphedema and you're um, lymphedema is actually turned fibrous, which is not a good stage to be in. So we touched over on about the pumps. Let's talk about the pumps and what that does. Yeah, so um, our intermittent, intermittent pneumatic pump is, or compression, I should say, 
is essential. I explain it like it's a an oversized blood pressure cuff that goes on your leg. So it feels the same. Um, the difference between the two, like obviously having, you can have manual drainage or you can have the pump therapy. And the pump therapy is always good for pushing more fluid. I just feel when you've got high levels of fluid, we can do manual drainage, but in order to get the same amount of pressure, you would end up getting like massive skin burns. So the pump is really gentle. Um, it works really quickly. We, you know, usually our clients are on a 45 minute uh, visit. And um, in that time, it literally just starts. So uh, we put ours on pre and sequential. And what that means is it'll blow up the top of the leg for a little bit, which activates the nodes, tells the nodes to wake up and to start pumping fluid. And then what it'll do is it'll start at the feet and it'll uh, blow up from the feet in sections or chambers as we call them. And so it'll blow up from chamber one to chamber two. So it pushes the fluid from the toes to the ankle and then from the ankle to the lower leg and then from the lower leg to the calf and from the calf to the knee and then from the knee to the thigh and from the thigh to the groin. And what that does is it creates a, a clean channel so that the fluid can literally just go from the very bottom of the foot all the way up to the top into the groin nodes and then the groin nodes can activate and pump and then dump all of the fluid into the thoracic uh, lymph trunk chamber. So with the amount of fluid that you can actually lose, you, some people have a side effect to that, don't they? Yeah, so um, it's always really good to just be aware that when you have the pump, because it does push so much fluid, there's a couple of things there that can happen. So um, one of the side effects is obviously that you need to pee a lot more with that, obviously, we yeah. recommend that we stay hydrated. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can get a bit of a headache just because your body's working in overdrive. And if you're not keeping up your fluids, then it's usually a dehydration headache because you've pushed so much fluid and now you're outputting it. Um, you can get a little bit fatigued because your body's working in overdrive. Even though you can't see it, your body's absorbing all that fluid and then putting it into the thoracic chamber which then puts more strain on your kidneys and then your kidneys have to work in overdrive to get all the fluid out so i usually recommend to clients like after they've had a, a therapy session um the best thing to do is to drink a couple of glasses of water and go and have a lie down if they can just to allow their body to have nothing else to focus on other than getting rid of that additional fluid so we also have clients that after a, a treatment, they feel really busy too, don't they? Yeah, sometimes. So we have to make sure that they um, take their time getting up from their bed or off our beds after a treatment because they literally feel uncomfortable. So that gives us an indication that they've moved a lot of fluid as well. There's a lot of different side effects when it comes to a, a treatment. They're not bad. But it, it's good to know what they are so you are fully well aware when it does happen that's normal. And, I mean, it's as I said, it's not a bad thing, but it's good to know what you look out for. Some people yeah. don't feel a thing, though. Some people just they literally don't feel anything and their results like a, a before and after photo or measurements to tell them that there are um, improvements in their limb because they're after that treatment. But we have all different types of treatments, don't we, Harms? Yeah, so I think we've touched on this a little bit before, but essentially um, our main main go-tos are obviously MLD therapy. So that's manual lymphatic drainage. That's a bit like a massage. It's not a relaxing massage. It's literally a massage to push fluid. Um, it can still be a little bit relaxing and therapeutic though. Um, and then obviously the pump system 
And then we also have our low-level laser, which is approved by the FDA for lymphedema especially. And what that does is we utilise that to open up the nodes um, so that we can get a free flow of fluid. So we have our pumps and we've got the lasers. They're our main go-to, aren't they, when we go in, especially for our new admissions. We literally, excuse me, we'll put them on the pump straight away and, um, and maybe use the lasers to help them move the fluid a lot quicker, just depending on their diagnosis. We always get a result after all our treatments, don't we, Harms? We don't, there's never, we never walk out with a, without a a negative response there's always something yeah so I think the only time that we've really walked out of a client at least for me I've walked out of a client's home with not a lot of change and it's because they've got a blockage so usually what I'll do is if like we always get great results on the first go and then usually I find what happens is especially if they haven't had any sort of lymphatic drainage before, that second and third visit might be a little bit less. And that's usually because there's been a blockage because they haven't done anything to their lymphatic system ever most of the time. Then what happens is we go in and we flush out all their nodes and it brings up all the, it's like when you, um, if you let a car run on empty, it brings all of the gunk and the muck from the bottom of the fuel filter or the fuel pump, sorry. And then it brings it up to the surface. And so the same thing happens when we do lymphatic drainage for the first time. We're clearing out all those nodes and it brings all the muck and the gunk and stuff. It's just debris. It's natural and normal for our lymphatic system, but it brings it through and it can block the nodes. And so what happens is usually on that second time, you might find, oh, they've gone from 20 centimetres worth of loss to four. And that's a really massive indication that there's a blockage somewhere. So that's when we'll bring the the, um, laser into, say, the third visit and we'll turn around and we'll laser all of the nodes. If it's in the legs, it'll be the knees and the groin. And um, I also get them to do a little bit of uh, making sure that they're doing their daily sequencing, which is where you're telling your lymphatic system to pump and dump the fluid. Usually that's three times a day. Um, And then there's some other... Uh, different types of therapies that you can utilize as well, um, which is like tape. You can do the taping. Um, there's different types of massage that you can do. For dry brushing is another one, isn't dry it? Dry brushing, yeah, and using the um, like the crystal, the cold crystal, yes. especially for your face. But yeah, dry brushing is a huge one, and um, oh, and there's like a, a hand massager that you can use that sort of activates everything as well. Yeah, we haven't even seen that yet, but it'd be good to have a look at that. Yeah, totally. We've covered a lot about the side effects, but the um, positive outcome of a drainage is that they get the freedom back, don't they? They, Their swelling is settled and they are able to move after a treatment. I mean... Well, that's the biggest thing. The clients feel lighter. Yeah. And they're able to move. Their mobility's increased. They feel better. They don't feel as heavy. And then obviously the increase in confidence because they can really notice a difference, especially if they've been holding a lot of fluid. It'd be amazing how much, how many people don't know anything about the lymphatic system, though. I mean, yeah. people don't know. Yeah. Lymphedema's been around for such a long time. Yeah. Um, a lot, I mean, we go into it a lot of the time and clients, like potential clients will ring us and be like, can you actually help me? And I'm like, of course we can. It might take us a little while, but we can absolutely help you. Yeah, and we love a challenge, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. We love a challenge. We don't 
we do our best to get some, everyone on their feet. There's not many people that we walk away and said, we can't do anything for you. Yeah, no. And I mean, the reality is if they're implementing everything, yes, um, then that's my biggest thing is if you really want to see a change, then you have to be open to doing the work. It's not yeah. just us coming in and performing miracles. You've got to look at your diet. You've got to get really open and honest with yourself about what are you doing to make the situation worse versus what are you doing to make it better. Yeah. Well, it's certainly interesting, lymphedema. It's certainly a journey for a lot of people, that's for sure. We, we've covered a lot with um, our stages and diagnosis and they're pretty they're, they're excited when we diagnose them because they've got an answer, haven't they? It's yeah they, they've got something to go for and they, they know that they can um, get themselves better or know having a diagnosis puts a name to it so they, they know there's something wrong with them and it's not in their head and not because they've got a diet and exercise. To yeah, exactly. It, it's more to that. It's so much more to that. Education is the key. Education. I absolutely agree with that. All right. I think this is a short one today, Hans. We do want to um, take on a few more things um, and a few more questions that our clients have asked us to talk about. So we're going to make sure we get all the information before we chat about that because we want to make sure it's the right type of information. We'll just leave it there for now. Okay. Okay, got to go. Have a good day. Bye. Hey, we have a website, info.lymphaticare.org, if you want to go and check us out. We also have Facebook and Instagram. There's lots to learn there. If you want to reach out via email, info.lymphaticcare at gmail.com all those who live in the Brisbane area give us a call 0410 032 335 gotta go